everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Brief Talk Podcast. We have someone who many of you out there will be happy to hear about. I know we have people already excited about this podcast. We have Stephen from the Bricklayers. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, everybody. It's exciting to have you here because you're like the kings of spandex on the internet and have been for years. <laughs> Yeah, it has been a long time, which really does say something about my age. But hey, let's not go there. Well, we don't have to talk about age. It's all good. <laughs> but you, when everyone says spandex, your images and your names always come to mind with anyone I ever talk to. So that's that's high praise for you. So. It is, it is a wonderful thing. And I have to say, I don't ever tire of hearing... Which is so vain of me, but people will say, you introduced me to spandex, you showed me that I could wear this, that, and the other, and I feel really proud of that, you know? Nice. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm proud of the of the porn that we make and all that fun stuff and that we created our own website and, you know, a little spandex movement, but the opportunity to sort of normalize something like spandex, the way that you know, leather is normalized mm -hmm. in the gay community. People will say that, you know, we've done that with spandex. And whether that is true or not is down to the individual. But I, I'm always so happy when people do share their stories with us that we have given them that confidence to at least try it. Nice. Because it can be a little bit daunting because it shows everything. Everything, yes. <laughs> Very true. And yes, you have gotten a lot of guys to try it, to see it for what the hotness that it is, because most of us on the podcast really enjoy it. So, <laughs> so it's good when well, you I, make it. If you if you enjoy it anywhere near as much as I enjoy it, then then that is wonderful. That makes me very happy. Well, I have enjoyed it since I was sixteen. Okay. So, mm -hmm. and that was that was the eighties. So we won't go into age either. But uh, no, no, no. I, I was sixteen in the eighties. You know, we're, we're in so, the same ballpark here. Yes, yes, <laughs> we are. And mm. so, you know, when it first hit big, and then sort of died out through the nineties, which was a sad period, and then came back strong yeah. in the last six or seven years, and seems to be going stronger and stronger since then. Yeah. Do you know, it's it's really quite an interesting evolution. I mean, my my story, I would say, started very young, slightly controversial. The sort of late 70s, early 80s. Remember the, the film Fame? Yes. And then there was Kids from Fame, the TV show. Yes. And that was all dance and spandex. And when I was a kid, now I grew up in rural England, which was really quite, I would say conservative, but I want to really say regressive. And I, w I wanted to do dancing, but I was so, I was quite an introverted child. And I just loved the whole dance scene and everything that went with it, spandex included. So I always sort of fantasized about that. And having sort of kids from fame, but also sci-fi shows like Buck Rogers, Mm -hmm. where he was in tight, uh, tight spandex. And Wilma, his co-star, she was always in amazing yes. spandex outfits. And even though I, I wasn't um, sort of 
confused about my gender or anything. I certainly looked at her outfits and thought, I would rock that. <laughs> so, you know, I, <laughs> I think the, uh, the foundations were laid at a very early age. So this is, I would say, probably I was between eight and ten when I was, I don't know, made aware that something was sparking in my head that obviously turned into a lifelong obsession. But as you say, I mean, the the 80s was great for it. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, the 90s, I can't really think of it. Everything was baggy then, wasn't it? It was all like big, big jackets, baggy jeans. And I think for me, it was the birth of the internet and websites like spandexguys.com yes where i could share my pictures speak to like-minded guys and people that i still know now which i think is just wonderful you know for like 20 odd years on people are still you know into it still posing in their thongs their tights their singlets Mm -hmm. And that was a real eye-opener for me because I was such a was such an exhibitionist that I just would post picture after picture after video, and they had a video chat function, and I would, you know, perform for the camera and stuff, and I just got such a kick out of it. And, well, you know, <laughs> and that's kind of obvious, but it's carried on from there. That's awesome, though, because... You know, when you look at back in the days before internet, it was hard mm. to get gear because you had to go either to like a dance store or somewhere yeah. like that, and or a catalog, which took forever to get there because oh yeah, you mm-hmm. would either have to call or you'd have to write in the little order form and send it in. <laughs> oh. Yeah, any kids listening to this, we used to have to use pen and paper and send orders off. It was horrific. God bless the internet. Because it took like a week or more to get there and then took like (laughs) four to six weeks to get back to you. And you'd just be like waiting and waiting. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't like today where you had your tracking and you could see, oh, it's coming. No, you had no clue. It showed up when it showed up. Mm Mm-hmm. But there, there there was that amazing feeling of excitement because you didn't know when it was coming. Mm-hmm. Although in, in the late 80s, there was, um, I don't know what it was like in the US, but in the UK, there was uh, sort of cycling shorts fashion. Yes. It was like sort of heavy DM boots, cycling shorts and puffy jackets, sort of about 1988, around that time. And that was great for me because I think that was when I bought my first pair of cycling shorts and they were, they were black with a fluorescent green stripe down the side. And they were so sexual to me. It's like putting them on, feeling that material probably for the first time. And it was just incredible. And yeah, where have you <laughs> light been? Bulb moment. Where have you been all my life? Where has this fabric yeah. been? <laughs> How did I live the fourteen years without owning these things? Exactly. But it, it was it was just fantastic, and I remember I would um, I would wear them under things mm-hmm. because obviously uh, uh, when you're fourteen you don't have well I didn't have that kind of confidence. I was quite a sort of skinny kid, 
And, yeah, I would wear them under my jeans or my shorts or whatever. But just having them on was, oh, it was just so exciting. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And it's all gone downhill since. (laughs) Well, some say downhill, others say incredible. (laughs) I'm just saying. But, yeah, no, we didn't have that look over here, unfortunately, because London was a little bit more fashion forward than especially where I live in the South. Maybe in New York and <laughs> L.A. they had that look, but not not down here. Um, okay. Because we had spandex come out, and my first time seeing it was one of the American football players or one mm-hmm. of the high school football players wearing them when I was riding by on the bus. Yep. And I'm like, what the, what, whoa, <laughs> whoa. And they were red and blue and showed off everything. And I was yeah. just like, oh, I want that. And the shorts. Mm. Maybe, maybe this was the, the, the birth of your wrestling suit obsession was the sporty angle. And, you know, I, I will say that sport has, has an awful lot to be thanked for, for mm-hmm. its uh, normalization of spandex. Because, you know, um, our earliest exposures was through sports. I would uh-huh. watch, like, athletics on the television. And for me, that was such an erotic experience, particularly like the Olympic games and your country has, it always has the best outfits, like the runners or whatever. It's always super tight, like suits with the shorts. And then like the runners and you would see them run and you'd see their packet just bouncing around. And it was like, this is heaven to me, you know? It's like, keep your porn. This is, exactly. this is porn for me. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, I think, I think sports played, is playing quite a big role in making yeah. spandex something people can wear every day. Yeah, because now you have it in the track and field. You have mm-hmm. it, of course, in wrestling. You have it in... Uh, swimming with the full body suits now yep. instead of the speedos, and then yep. you have biking, you have the triathlons, you have yes every other sports coming up with spandex or compression. And if gear. you're very lucky, you have other gym members who wear spandex too, exactly. and they are always very memorable. <laughs> I thoroughly exactly. enjoy that. Exactly, <laughs> we have a we have a growing movement over here of guys wearing their their leggings and their shorts and yeah. it's kind of like growing back to like the not the eighties again when people wore them and didn't really care. Yeah. So that's good. I, I'm always a little sad when I see guys wearing shorts over yes. their tights, but I'm like, well, at least there's something going on, you know, I'll take what I can get. Well, the, now they're starting to lose the shorts over here and just good. wear them. And I'm like, hallelujah. Just wear mm-hmm. them. Who cares? You have manly bulges yeah. and stuff, so just who yes. cares? And do you know that, because obviously I, I look at spandex everywhere that's wearing it. You know, it's like women, men, whatever. And women wear some incredible styles. And I think, mm-hmm. do you know what? I can almost see what you've had for breakfast. So that is so up your ass crack. And yep. I'm so full of admiration for them and it's completely normal. But then sexualization of women is, you know, yeah, standard, yeah. far more acceptable, isn't it? 
women do wear some amazing styles and you know everything is contoured and on show and sometimes I think I wish guys felt comfortable enough to do that as well and I don't think straight guys really do but I have to say it's never really held me back no I think more of the gay bi guys will wear them yeah straight guys are always just a little more reserved although we have some over here who are far less reserved than the gay boys but that that's that's a rare occasion. I'm talking about the ones in general, not the ones who love gear, but the ones yeah. in general are just kind of like, oh, no. Oh, my God. I look so fat. I look this. Uh. So it's like, just do it. And especially the ones that have the body to do it and they're wearing like yeah. the baggy stuff and you're like, oh, just just wear some spandex. Come on now. Yeah. I have to say, when I see guys with who've obviously got fantastic physiques, and they they cover it in loose clothing. I'm like, this is almost criminal. You know, you've worked so hard for that body. Please let us all have a look. Exactly. So it is quite frustrating, but you've got to feel comfortable. And I think that's that's the big thing, isn't it? It's like it I've, is. been, I've been wearing it for so long that I do not bat an eyelid about whatever I wear, obviously. But if you don't feel comfortable, you know, you start to feel out of place and, mm-hmm. you know, particularly in a gym environment, you can't be thinking about that kind of thing. Yeah. And over here, I'm sure over there, it's probably a lot easier, but we've had several guys who work out in singlets whose gym is like, oh no, you can't do that. That's just showing too much or, oh no, spandex, you have to wear shorts over them. And it's like, where are we? Are we in the 1940s here? What's going on? Mm. So that goes back I have to, to say, your... I've, I've never had that experience. And I think, I don't know, maybe because uh, I guess I just wear it with normality, confidence. And it's, well, you know, it's, it's a sporty outfit, essentially. And well, if you... someone said to me, I mean, where I train, if someone said to me anything about what I wear, I'd be amazed because... One thing that, because we moved to Spain from the UK four and a half years ago. Okay. So being in London, you know, everyone looks at everyone. And British people can be quite judgmental. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, no one cares. Like, no one is interested in what you're doing, what you're wearing. They're just getting on with their own lives. And that's one of the things I absolutely love about Spanish culture is that, you know, I can wear whatever I want, do whatever I want, nobody cares. Not that it would stop me, but it reduces that, I guess, inhibition Mm -hmm. that, you know, you might offend people. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't wear kinky spandex to the gym. I think it has to be appropriate to your environment. Yeah, gym appropriate. You're not going around... Wearing cock rings and showing a big bulge, and thong <laughs> showing over the top, which some may listening to this, and you know, you got a gym, you can do that. Good for you. Well, exactly. But, if you have a gym that is cool with that, then great. But what I don't enjoy is when people feel are made to feel uncomfortable because you're you're flaunting or you're mm-hmm. being sexual in a non-sexual environment. Because even though I find the gym very sexy it's not a sex environment it's not a sex club so Mm -hmm. you have to 
you have to remember that when you're putting on your outfit, which I do give an awful lot of thought to every day. Yes, and ours here are mainly people complaining that they're making it too sexual. And I'm like, no, you're the one making it sexual. The person wearing it is not making it sexual because they're just... I was like, there's a big difference there. I was like, you're projecting your yeah. own on them and just whatever. But yeah. Totally. And I would have to say, if somebody said to me that how I present myself is far too sexual, I would just point to one of 20 females in the gym and go, look at her tights. I can almost see her vagina. Don't yeah, talk to me about this sort of thing. That and they're wearing like the sports bra with it mm-hmm. and showing off. And it's like, Wait a minute. Double standard much? <laughs> Hello. I know. I know. Yeah, sometimes I, I'm a little envious, actually. <laughs> I would love to wear a little crop top with a pair of tights, but I'm not sure even I would have the nerve for that. <laughs> there are so many out there that would love to wear a crop top with spandex. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I know, quite but then a few. we have we have different places for that, right? You know, exactly. there are there are clubs, events, or you know, even at home. People say to me, "Do you wear spandex at home?" And I'm like, "Hell yes!" Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't have sex without spandex. It's just I don't know. I think I've got to the point where I just live my fetish so much, I almost don't notice it. That's it's like true, yeah. When um, when Phil and I first met, which was 12 years ago now, he was a, a leather daddy, never tried spandex. And now he knows exactly, you know, what turns me on. So he's like, I'm going to pick out this outfit, put this on, yes. get what I want. <laughs> it's so easy. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm in. Okay. Twist my arm. Got me. Yeah. But that's the good thing about spandex, too, is you can put it in other interests. Like, it can go in with leather. It can go in with so many other things. Yes. That it's not just, yeah, you could love spandex, too, but you can mix it with leather or have, like, spand, like, dark tights on with your leather. And mm-hmm. it's versatile also, where some things aren't. I. I don't know how American guys are, but um, the skinny jeans thing, Mm -hmm. is is that a thing in the U.S.? It's depending on what scene you're into it is, yeah. Right. Well, it's quite big in Europe. And the jeans now, they've got quite a big percentage of elastane in. Mm -hmm. So when I put on jeans in the winter, it's almost like wearing tights. Yes. And it shows off everything anyway. So I guess that's an extension of the fetish into into fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I, I will wear my skinny jeans. They look like tights, but they're, but they're jeans. And, yeah, that's, I don't know. I think I've got to the point where it's permeated almost everything that I wear, except when I'm at home wearing joggy pants, but we're not going to talk about that. But, yeah, we have someone we've had on uh, our spandex show a couple months ago where he – all he wears now are like leggings and stuff instead of yep. jeans. He'll wear the ones yep. that look like jeans or mm-hmm. like go out for a night and wear like the gold ones, the really bright gold ones, metallic gold or yep. black and sparkly. So he's just like, it just goes through everything now. I'll just wear whatever friends expect it. And he mm-hmm. said he went out one night, I think just in jeans or 
some something not spandex and his friends were like are you okay you're not wearing spandex <laughs> are you depressed there's, there's nothing stretchy on you <laughs> so yeah so oh. he's like one of ours here who's doing some similar where it's just like forget i'm just wearing what i want to wear and mm-hmm. and he wears it yeah, everywhere I mean, it's not just like see I, I love that i really admire that people just embrace what they like and it's like fuck off to everybody else mm-hmm. you know it's it's not your business exactly. what someone else is wearing and if if you know if you're spending your time looking down at other people making fun of other people i mean what a waste of your life you know so the it's people totally... that just embrace it and get on with it it's just i really take my hat off to these people exactly. i say that like i'm not one of them you know <laughs> I, don't, no. I don't think i own any clothing that isn't <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that at all. I fully no. support that. I fully support that. No, I mean, I, I went to, it was um, my granddad's funeral last May. I turned up in black skinny jeans, which could have been a pair of tights, and a fitted black short sleeve shirt. And it was like, wow, that's like funeral chic. It was so, that. but that's all I have, you know, that that's, that's all the clothing that I have. There is nothing baggy in my wardrobe. So I'd have to buy something to, I don't know, become more conformist, which I'm never going to do. No, don't even No, And I think <laughs> now with everything going on in the world and everything from when we grew up, it was all pre-internet where everyone did the same thing, same clothes. Mm. Now the world has opened up to more people and you're discovering what you like, whether if it's spandex over here, lingerie yeah. over here, underwear over here, and you can find a community online that supports that, that Touch. now you're able to, you know, even if it's just for your online friends, you may not do it every day or with people, mm-hmm. but you have people you can connect with now and share the love yeah. and share who you are. And we try to do that on this podcast the same way as like, I hear from people who are really doing this, who are out there in the world, encouraging you to do it. So I Mm. think spandex, this go round since we're having like a resurgence since like the eighties is not going to go away. Like it did in the nineties. I think there's always going to be a section (laughs) who love it. If I had anything to do with it, it will not go away. I can promise you that. Well, well, going back to what you were just saying about a community, when when the internet first birthed and I joined websites like Spandex Guys, it was so wonderful to to realize that you weren't a freak, you weren't on your own. There were so many other people that shared your interests, your kinks, and you know, I mean. The problem was these people are dispersed all over the world. That's the downside of of a global community. But I think being part of that made me realize that, you know, there was was a point to it. It wasn't just me enjoying myself on Mm -hmm. my own that I was never going to share with anyone, you know. I've had so many experiences that birthed from from talking to people online, be that friendships or sexual encounters. And obviously a porn business has come out mm-hmm. of it for us, which was a hobby turned into a business, which is great fun. If, you're, nice. if your hobby can make business. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. But yeah. And I... also 
something about the the globalization of uh, of fetishes is that there are so many brands, particularly U.S. brands, that mm-hmm. I never had access to prior to the internet. I didn't know what end to end was. You know, yep. I didn't know what rough skin was. And then international shopping comes along, and hell, you can have anything you want, and that is mm-hmm. just awesome because there's always new things coming up, and I'm like, oh, I need to have that brand. Exactly. Always new things. But there's so many spandex brands now that that have it yeah. that either have singlets or tights or shirts, and then you have a brand like Skin Fit out of Mexico, which yeah does everything. And every time you turn around, there's something new from them, and you're just like, <laughs> "Where did that come from? Oh my god, that's yeah. hot!" He has such a wonderful color palette that Mm -hmm. just drives me crazy i'm like oh i need that but i need it in all the colors and then you realize there are like 26 colors and it's like damn i can't have them all but i do i his his material is so and his craftsmanship is so Mm -hmm. good because sometimes i've had bad experiences with brands that you know their stitching doesn't really match up to the vigorous activity that i might put them through I'll yes. let you imagine what that might be. <laughs> but his stuff, my goodness, I've done all sorts of it, and the stitching just lasts fine. So, just, yeah, hats off to him. It's just amazing how, how we've had all these brands take off, make different things, and mm-hmm. I think it'll still be around. It may not be as popular as it's getting, but it's not going to go away and be like, all right, where can I find this? Because I remember yeah, in the 90s, yeah, it's definitely. like, because you had to get a really specialized, here in the States, specialized sporting goods stores to find anything spandexy. Yeah. It wasn't like the fun stuff that you really wanted, yeah. like end-to-end mm-hmm. makes with the bulges and all the fun stuff that they make. But mm-hmm. it was more performance gear, and you're just like, oh, I want my fun stuff. I want. And now yeah. we have all that, and we have more, and... I think we'll see more brands do super fun things because, yeah. Speaking of brands, who are some of your favorite brands to wear in spandex? Well, we've touched on skin fit. Now, mm-hmm. I, I was a bit, uh, lots of bright colors. I'm not, and please don't be upset with me. I'm not a fan of singlets because I don't think they really suit me. And they started out, mostly just singlets Mm -hmm. so i was a bit like yeah i ordered one it was okay you know i really liked the material the the quality but the style didn't really do it for me and of course as you say he's just gone for new thing after Mm -hmm. new thing after new thing and honestly it's like that's probably the first place i look but i would say i have i have brands that i wear to the gym more sort of things that I would wear publicly and then I'll have brands that will get me off sexually skin mm-hmm. fit being one of them they they start, this is the weirdest thing they they approach me and ask me to do some sort of influency type stuff through Instagram mm-hmm. I'm not you know I'm not really I wouldn't describe myself as an influencer I find that a little bit crass it's like maybe I've influenced people to feel comfortable in spandex, and that's all great. But I'm not the sort of person who would say, you should be wearing this because it's cool. 
because I've been given freebies. But their stuff is so good. And mm-hmm. I got a pair of spandex socks from them. Yes. And honestly, I, I didn't realize that I had a sock fetish until the spandex socks. socks arrived. And it was like, oh, my God, have I got a foot fetish? I really had to question myself over that one. I don't think I do. Not that there's anything wrong with it. But, you know, I'd like to keep an eye on what I've got fetishes in. But the spandex socks were a revelation. Honestly, they're so nice. So sexy. But just so, the creativity yeah. of them, like the, the leggings that mm-hmm. aren't attached to anything that you can wear with... <laughs> With like the thong or the bikini or a bodysuit mm-hmm. and then the socks and then every time you turn around there's a new cut of a bodysuit or new something mm-hmm. and it's just like oh my goodness. This mm-hmm. is just... Yeah, he did a he did a camouflage range recently. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm, this it wasn't really my thing, but he was like, oh, let me send you a pair of the three-quarter length tights, put them on, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm hooked. Thank you for another new variation on my fetish. But, it's, yeah, his creativity is just wonderful. So I really – I do really enjoy that. But, as I say, that for me, it's more that's more of a sort of clubby mm-hmm. – well, not that I go clubbing anymore, but it's more of a sexual brand for me. Sometimes I wear it to the gym, but – more often than not, it's sports brands that I wear to the gym. But I like to have, you know, all the skin fit gear for for sex at home. Because as I say, I just don't have sex without spandex anymore. It just nothing wrong just doesn't with that, work. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. And because but there like, is, um, sorry, was, there's um, another brand that I. How did I come across this? There was a guy on Instagram and he was wearing this pair of tights and they, they've got a seam and the arse crack. So basically mm-hmm. it, it encases your ass and shows off the cheeks perfectly and splits them right down the middle. And I was like, well, what is this? I need, I need to see this. And it's this brand from the Netherlands called Ishtar and Brute. And it's all custom made. So you send them all your measurements. And it, the quality is fantastic. And it takes a while for them because obviously yeah. they're, they're custom made. And they were like 70 euros a pair, which was, mm-hmm. I'd say, around maybe $60, $65. And I'm like, hmm, that, that's quite a lot. But when I got them, I'm like, I, I need to wear these. I need to wear them publicly because the way they show off, because I do quite a lot of leg and ass work at the gym, the way it shows them off, it's like, oh, my God, this is just wonderful. So I'd say that's probably as far as I've gone at the gym with looking a bit sexual because it really shows off your ass. But I work hard at my ass, so, you know. Shut it off. It's okay to show off every now and again, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's not bad for custom-made pieces. That's not a bad price. Mm -hmm. No, and, you know, he charges quite a lot for postage. So it's like, okay, I'll order three pairs and the postage is the same. (laughs) Which is a real false economy, but hey. I have friends who do that with uh, uh, SkinFit, too. They're like... Well, if it's going to take me a while, I'm going to have to pay for international postage. I might as well order like three or four things and then just yeah. get it sent all at once. So I don't have to worry about it. So, yeah. Well, when, when he does things like, oh, free postage over 150 euros, it's like, well, 
of course I'm going to spend 150 euros then, aren't I? <laughs> just take my credit card, drain it. It's like, here, just keep it on file and just send. Just send everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, he does He does great bulge songs as well. Yes. And there's, I, I don't know how song lovers are going to feel about this, but I can't get hold of Joe Snyder songs anymore. Well, they um, stopped production. <gasps> yeah. They did that back what? in November, and it's a big mystery as to if they're coming back or if they're not coming back. I've tried to hit up everyone I know everywhere because they sent out an email that we're stopping production, we're doing this. And the one person I know who would know, because it's I have the contact with Joe Snyder's son, who mm-hmm. ran the business, has not emailed me back anything. So I feel like you've just told me that my pet has died. That is a real because their their bulge songs were for me they were the apex of design and material. Well, they have and such a following for years. Yeah. Uh huh. And now they're like, oh, well, we're not. And I've told many a people this because they sent out the email and someone told me, and I'm like, oh, you're crazy. That's not happening. That brand, no. Send me the email. I read the email. I, so I immediately got on email with everyone I knew who would know. One person mm-hmm. who is a distributor for them didn't even know it until I told him. And I'm like, what? And then... Just, this is criminal. This is this is very, very upsetting. And I'm then, sorry. That there may be tears over this. Everyone else is like... So I'm trying to piece together. I'm like, okay, what are we doing? This is... This is silly. The amount of money that's spent on Joe Schneider here is crazy. And mm-hmm. no one can tell me why they're ceasing production, if they're coming back, what's happening. And I'm going, okay, this is right up there with, you know, with, you know, like, by Jockstrap going out of business and under here. <laughs> This is like the top it's, yeah, of the it's top. It's standard, isn't it? Oh my goodness! Do you know, there's um, there is a there was a European distributor, yeah, um, Joe Snyder Europe, and I got an email from them saying we're no longer stocking Joe Snyder, and here's this other brand, and I thought it was just because it's in Europe, and clearly that's not the case. But honestly, when when you know what the answer to the situation is, please I let will, us all know because I will, really. <laughs> I will send you a message and let you know as soon as I find out. Because this Definitely, is like my because they're as good as they get, you know? This is my ongoing, you know, thing. I'm just like, okay, because I know a lot of people in the underwear industry and I'm like hitting them all up. I'm like, what have you heard? Come on, give me your mm. like because brands talk to other brands and do things. Yeah. So the ones I know I think are just in with Joe Snyder and stores I know, I'm just like, okay, what's going on here? I'm trying to track this down because I'm highly upset over this because this is like mm. one of the top things boys love is Joe Snyder thongs and stuff. So I'm just like, you're driving me crazy, people. You're really driving yeah. me crazy. And you I'm know, they, like, they were the first brand of thong that I bought. And really, uh, they have to come back. <laughs> they They owe it to the spandex community. Exactly. And they had so many things. And I'm just, it's, you're at a loss for words because it's like the major, one of the major players in the industry just like going, oh, 
we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. We're just, you know, we're yeah. having some issues and we're just going to, you know, maybe return. Uh, and, you know, the, the wonderful thing about their design that so few people get right, this is being very specific, is over the butt cheeks. Yes. The, it cur- the material curves over the glutes and dips down in the middle where your glutes dip down Mm -hmm. and then goes back up again. And I'm like, that is just perfect. It makes the thong just look so nice. And the bulge is always so perfect on them. So although I would say that I do like skin fits, bulge thongs, they are probably, they'll probably keep us going while Joe Snyder sort their shit out. Yeah. And somebody will come in and, but I'm just like, I've, like 2022, I'm like, I'm not in the mood for this. I'm not in the mood for another big <laughs> one to go. I'm sorry. Exactly, exactly. That's really, really sad news. What a way to start 2023. I might start a campaign. I think we'll have to get behind this. We'll have to because I'm just like, oh my goodness. Because, yeah, they came out with the C for Men brand, which really isn't the same as Joe Snyder because Joe Snyder was very much skimpier. Bright yeah. colors, fun prints, mm. and but yeah, I'm just like, you better come back. That's all I gotta say. They better. Do you remember their um their little high cut running shorts that they did in the spandex material, the yes. same as the thongs? Oh, yes. I love them. Do you know I was um I was looking through. We have this massive uh cloud drive that has so many videos and pictures from over the years because we've been doing this quite a long time. And I found a file a few days ago called old me. And I was like, what is this? And I clicked (laughs) on it and it was me probably 20 years ago. So I would have been on the cusp of 30 and I swear I look like a 16 year old and I'm wearing this. um, Well, it's before I went to the gym when I was career obsessed, I didn't have time for anything else. So I was really skinny and I had this pair of white Joe Snyder, those little running shorts on. And I was like, Oh my God, I love them. I miss them. And my bulge looked enormous because I was so skinny. Oh yeah. There's a downside to putting muscle on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because I got, I got sent a picture of me from '92 mm-hmm. in a group, and it was just like, "Oh my god, I was so skinny and cute back then." What happened? <laughs> oh, age. Okay, got it. Yeah, wisdom. We we we'll take wisdom. That's that's the good part of it. But it was just like, oh my god, and I showed a friend of mine who's like. 30 and I was like you want to see me as a twink back in the day here we go Uh he's like oh my god and I'm like that was me back in the day oh my god I was like I do not miss that person because I do not like that person anymore but (laughs) I miss looking like that person but yeah i mean it, it was kind of fun to reminisce but looking at it, it was like I, yeah i can't remember looking like that being all clean shaven but i have to say my taste in spandex was just fantastic i was exactly. like I, I wish i'd kept that <laughs> they probably, probably wouldn't fit me now i found a video the other day of me in a you know a speedo do those sort of all-in-one um sort of competition suits yes and i found this video of me jerking off in one 
coming through the material, then getting into the shower. And as soon as it went wet, all these different stripes appeared on it. And I'm like, how do I not remember this? This was a fantastic piece of clothing. Oh, I have so many pairs that when I look in pictures, then I'm like, oh, my God, I remember that pair. Where did it go? What happened to this? And now it's like (laughs) it's lost somewhere in a move or worn out or... Yeah. Yeah. You know, one one thing that I experienced, well, I don't know, over the last few years, because I've put on quite a lot of muscle in the past few years, and I started outgrowing spandex, which was horrific. It was like, oh my god, oh, it's like that, losing that a child. beautiful piece. I, yeah, exactly. It's like I'm not going to be able to wear that anymore. So, um, on our website, we have a used spandex section. So when I grow out of things, it's like, well, someone else can enjoy this. And people love it. And, nice. uh, you know, that, that's great because these, these items that will no longer fit me, they go to great homes. And I often get emails saying, I love the whatever it is that I bought off you. And, you know, then they'll describe something sexual that they didn't. And it's like, that's so it's cool. Like, I love that these things live on past me. <laughs> that's a, That's great, though, because... We had someone on just recently talking about selling their underwear. So it's mm-hmm. great that you uh, sell the old pieces, which A, is good for you because you don't have things sitting around that you can't wear. Yeah. And yeah. B, you get a little bit of money from it. So it's a win-win. <laughs> which is always reinvested into new spandex because you can never have enough. Nope. <laughs> nope. We had the discussion yeah. earlier before we started recording about my love of singlets and how I yeah. have not enough at 40. But do, you, do you hang them all up or, or are they in they're, drawers? They're in drawers. They, okay. uh, I didn't want to hang them up because I didn't want them to stretch out because I'm just like, oh. oh, it could stretch out if it's down the right hanger or what. And I'm just like, all right, we'll just fold them and put them in here. And then mm-hmm. I have them all and it's just like, oh, it's like, and then, of course, I have, like, the tights and all sorts of stuff as well. And it's like, okay, I've got to get... I was like, I need a lot more. I was like, I have too much underwear. <laughs> I have too much spandex. Well, not enough. I need more storage. Yeah. That's what we've determined. I need more storage for underwear and spandex. That's what I need. So, Do you ever come across things that you, you've forgotten that you had? Every so often, I will. And it's like, mm-hmm. what is this? Mm-hmm. I like, love that moment. <laughs> what? It's like I'm, having something new again, right? It's like, when did I get this? Or you remember a pair, because I had a pair um, that I loved and I thought I lost it. And then you run across it and you're like, oh, here it is. Oh, my God. It's still here. <laughs> Yay. Okay, I didn't get rid of it or it didn't. Because I have mm. friends who tell me they have people borrow stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't blown anything out no no if you come to the house and try it Mm. on it stays here or i will wrestle you out of it because no you're not taking my stuff i'm just saying you You know when um when we lived in london and we had let's say a much more colorful sex life because of the amount of gay guys in London. It's like they, they would say, oh, bring some of your spandex round, and you end up having a sex party, and you come away and go, 
have I brought all my spandex back? And if you take 20 items with you, chances are you've lost some. So I'm sure there are some oh, items yeah. out there of mine that are living their own crazy life, which is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just like, nope. Or if you go to those events, you're just like, let's take the stuff we're not going to miss if it goes missing. Okay. <laughs> the older true. stuff. Better safe than sorry. <laughs> you know, if it goes missing, I'm like, I'm good. It's okay. It yeah. only had a few more wears in it anyway. So, you yeah. know. But when, um, when we were in London, obviously property is much smaller in mm-hmm. cities. And we lived in a one-bedroom apartment in the center of London. And it was tiny, and I don't know how I found room for all our kink. But when we moved to Spain, you get a lot more for your money. So uh, we have this, I'm going to call it a basement room. It's sort of multifunctional. I have a a section to do photography for the spandex. Um, There's some benches for sex down there. We keep the sex toys down there. But also I have these two long clothing rails that are dedicated to probably the spandex that I think needs to be on show at all times should I want to browse through it and pick something out. So all my skin fit, all my superhero outfits are down there. And honestly, it's like a little treasure trove. And there's so much there that I will flick through and go, oh my God, I forgot I had that. I haven't even worn that yet. And it's so much fun. I'm speaking for most of our listeners. We wish we were down in that basement looking through it. Do you know, it has a lockable door. So anyone that wants to come down and get locked in, yeah, go for it. (laughs) I don't think you'll have any issues with some people. They'll be like, please let me in, please. It is is so much fun. Honestly, I love I love having it all out and available because having things in drawers, you know, I forget and you're rummaging Mm -hmm. and you like my sports stuff. I will keep in drawers and then I forget that something is there. And, you know, maybe by the time I get around, I've outgrown it. But, yeah, having all like particularly the superhero suits and the Zentai suits, they I love having them all hung up. Well, I've said all along. There is a guy somewhere who has a giant closet with his mm-hmm. underwear spandex set up like a store. Because you know how women have those giant closets set yes. up like a boutique. <laughs> I was like, there's got to be a guy who has it set up. So he has like his underwear on hangers and his swimmer on hangers. And then his mm-hmm. spandex either hanging up or folded and the drawer pulls out and, and a mannequin with something on it. I was like... There has got to be a man with this closet somewhere in this world. There's got to be at least one. And I'm like, yeah. somebody needs to photograph this and send this to me because that would be my dream closet. That That's more like a video podcast, I would say. Exactly. You would need a tour, wouldn't you? And yeah. to go through Yeah, my, mine's not that impressive. Mine's just like metal rails. <laughs> the clothing's impressive, but the setup isn't so much. But still, I was like, somebody out there has to have this closet. Somebody should. Uh, but whatever. Probably someone in Japan, because Japan always does <laughs> some things. And I'm you know, down for it. One thing that I've, um, that fascinates me is the, the Eastern countries japan china korea um there's spandex is huge Mm -hmm. there as a fetish and there isn't the same sort of interaction with brands 
uh, with porn. There's really quite an east-west divide, and I always yes. think that's quite quite a shame, really, because some of these Asian guys have got the fetish down to such a fine art. Uh-huh. And they really appreciate its nuances because I really get off like jerking off under spandex and, you know, my cum coming through the material. And Asian guys seem to really get that, that are into the fetish. Whereas Western guys like, no, I want to see your cum shot. (laughs) I'm putting all this work into the spandex here. But yeah. Or the ones taken off. It's like, take it off. And don't, like, don't even get oh. me started. Do you know why, um, when when people have asked about why we started making spandex porn, the reason that we did is because there was never any there. It's like if mm-hmm. ever you see spandex in porn, it's the setup. You know, yep. the guy jogging past, maybe wearing tights or whatever. And then two seconds in, the tights are off and they're naked and having sex. It's like, yep. that could be anything. You know, you wouldn't see a leather video where the guys take off all their leather and suddenly they're naked. True. So there you go. I'm Some sticking more. to my guns and the spandex stays on. Good for you. I fully support that. As a reviewer of your content over the years, I fully agree with that. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite discoveries was, um, you know, the thong brand Muscle Skins. Yes. So when someone told me about them and that they did a torpedo thong, yes. which basically is fitted to hold your erection, I thought this was the sexiest thing I'd ever heard of. So obviously I bought some and we ended up making some thong porn where I'm actually fucking Phil with the thong on going inside him. And the amount of people like, how did you do that? Doesn't it hurt? Give me the practicalities of it, which I will always answer lots of lube. That is the only way around it. But what a wonderful experience to be able to coat your cock in spandex, keep it on, and have full sex. I thought that was just heaven sent for me. So, well that, done, Muscle Skins. I'd say that's a great place to wrap it up right there. Can't go anywhere cool. from there. I'm just saying. <laughs> that works for me. That's awesome. That's because so many guys, the funny thing is, and we have so many guys who are straight by gay tons listen to the podcast and it's just amazing how everyone's embracing what they love and spandex and underwear and whatnot and then trying Mm -hmm. to do exactly what you guys are doing incorporated into sex yeah because like the gay boys we've always done it bi boys kind of do it and the straight boys want to do it and it's hard to find like like i want to leave the underwear on i'll leave the spandex on i want to leave and it's like take it off and it's like you people just don't get this so, no, that's not fetish. That's just backdrop. That's window no. dressing. No, you. Yes. Mm. <laughs> oh. So yeah. So yeah. I hope this gives a ton of people ideas of what you can do with your spandex, because so. because it's about having fun and enjoying everything and just being who you are and loving what you love. So. Yeah, and there's no there's no right or wrong, you know. If if you enjoy it, if it's kinky, if it's fun, try it. If it doesn't work, try something else. Exactly, wise words. 
let's listen to us. We know what we're talking about, people. Older and wise. Older and wiser. That's us. That's us. Yeah. So tell everyone on the show where they can find you if they don't know already. Okay. Well, the website is www.bricklayer1001.eu. And if ever you want to know why it's called Bricklayer 1001, make something up in your head because the real answer is really boring. So (laughs) think of something sexy, stick with it. (laughs) No, I'm not a construction worker. I wish I was. That would be really hot. But no. Um, And my handles on uh, Twitter is Bricklayer 1001. And I generally post quite a lot of X-rated material there. Obviously, the full videos are on our website for purchase, but it's not all about that. It's not just a money-making scheme. Sometimes I just film things because I enjoy it and I just want to share it. So there's tons of tweets that have full spandex sexual things going on in them. Nice. Go follow them. You will not be disappointed if you love spandex at all, because mm-hmm. they are the kings of spandex fully, I give them that title because I remember when you first came around and everything you've done online, and it's like, who are these two? Oh my god, oh my god, they're like <laughs> still wearing the spandex. Oh, what, what? So, yeah, still going, still going, and still doing it, and still amazing. <laughs> So go follow Thank them. You. Make sure you go to their site, follow them on social, do whatever, and then go to their site and pick up some gear. You know, who wouldn't want some of the gear? So go check it out, people. Well, thank you, Stephen, for coming on the show and having such an amazing podcast. I'm definitely going to have to have you back on to talk more because there's going to be so many questions I will have for you once I start editing the show and go, damn, I didn't ask this, and damn, I didn't ask this, and damn, I didn't ask this. <laughs> I already know that going I could into probably it. talk for hours and hours about this. Wow. The history alone is, you know, <laughs> days in itself. Well, we'll we'll definitely circle back around because I know there's tons more. So yes. Oh right. So I'm thank, so up for that. So thank you again. And everyone will have a new podcast soon. Bye everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you hear, consider supporting us at Patreon at patreon.com slash UNB blog. Follow us on social media. You can follow the blog at UNB blog on Twitter and Instagram. Read the blog at unbblog.com. Also follow me if you like art or anything else fun and underwear at UNB Tim on Instagram and also Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll have more podcasts at you very soon. Bye.